Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Bondon, along with my co-host, Addison Elko. I'm happy that we're finally doing this. I'm ecstatic that we're finally doing this. It's been uh, it's been way too long, but it's it's been a little bit slower recently, so it's uh, it's understood. Mm-hmm. And my other co-host, Chad Patterson, all the way up uh, upstate New York. Happy Tuesday, guys. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Chad. Life is good. Life is definitely good. You're in a new apartment now. That was a little bit of reason for the delay. Yes, it's quite the shock value. We've been living with each other for almost four years. Yeah. The, a magical stretch. Yeah, this is like the first time that like we haven't like a combination of us two haven't been living with each other. Yeah, even go, well going because me and Chatty live with each other at my house for a couple, like a year or so. True. So yeah. it's been like it's been like a five year run, four or five year run. It was a good run. It was a great run. It was a great run. The quest, the so, quest to move out. Far, very close, very close. A couple stops on the E or A, whatever you want to do. What were you saying, Chad? I said the quest to move out was fulfilled. It was. I still remember when I had a a black and white photo of the Empire State Building with like incremental like money that i wanted <laughs> and i would just save and i would like highlight it up until i got to the very end it was like super excited i, I need to do that again for like something else because yeah. i'm like super motivated to actually save where now i don't save for anything but that was yeah it was all it was all a dream as biggie would say yeah good dream good dream it was over in uh now, in a heartbeat now, it felt now like it lives on through the podcast yes it does live on does it does there's yeah. there's definitely direct correlation between our motivation and creativity to us living with each other oh yeah confirmed that was just a struggle to get all three of us on at the same time before it was like we were doing cool segments because we can go out into the common room and be like yo what do you want to do and I know. talk about it for like a half hour before we did it now it's just like holy fuck we have to we have to do this yeah <laughs> there was a time when like we were talking about like trying to get sponsors and like we were going to go to like a, I know. Like yeah, an you were event. going after you went to like different shops. I was close. <laughs> I, awesome. I almost got the taco place in and the liquor store. The thing is, is like the person behind the counter would be so down, and then once they went and talked to like their boss, they just didn't text me back because <laughs> <laughs> they probably realized it's like made no sense yeah. for them. But everyone's like, "Oh man, it's so cool! Yeah, of course I throw you some free food, like blah blah." <laughs> and I think they would just hear how I kind of, oh, like how dry it is yeah, for like yeah. for the most part. Like you know, it's a sports podcast, so you got to kind of be like. A fantasy nerd to appreciate it so the common person probably is like this is pretty boring and i'm not just gonna give these people free food <laughs> but, but, we, but we tried it was attempted it was attempted yeah we were just so in that being food. said um it is the greatest week of the year why is there's that no better week of the year not even march madness there's no better week of the year than this week draft it's, week. it's nfl draft week Ugh. This is where dreams come true. This is where orgasms happen consistently, uh-huh. hourly, no matter where you are. It's very uncomfortable, but they're happening because it's draft week. That's what it comes down to. There's a lot of stuff going on, uh, mainly with a lot of fantasy implications. Um, is there anything in general, anybody you're looking in the first round specifically, that's going to make or break their draft position? Anybody you think that's going to get drafted in the first round that's going to uh... catapult them up boards or kind of hinder them what, what are you what are your thoughts on the first round for skilled players i think barkley's map like team proof so i Correct. mean he's one-on-one no matter where he goes agreed as, especially like with the teams up there i've seen guys sneak into you know, the late first to the eagles i don't know it's kind of a crowded backfield so i think it might, yeah. might take him some time maybe to get a big workload i guess all the wide receivers like I, I feel like anywhere from zero to three could go in the first round like 
you know, Ridley, Moore, and Sutton are all kind of in that mix. So definitely where they go, I think if any of them go to Dallas, I think that shoots up hit their yep. their draft stock for sure. As much as I don't like Ridley, I think just the opportunity he would have there would would make his stock rise a little bit. Although I don't really know where it is now in our group. This is probably the most quiet or like rumorless yeah. it's been as far as who likes who. And I think that's just because no one really knows. The league's who that, like. that and I think the league's evolving a little bit too. I think they're realizing that. Probably. But even but on I, Twitter, yeah. everyone's rankings are kind of jumbled. And even in real life, like no one knows who even who's going to go one on one in the real draft. So yeah. it's just a weird draft. And I think everyone's waiting. To, it's all who they're going to get drafted by. And there was, I think there's a lot more people last year that, you know, the wire was going to take Mixon no matter what, or Cook, or just other guys that people were going to take, probably no matter what team they went to. Right. And right. I think this year's much more team proof than other years past. Yeah, I think outside of Barkley and Geis. But obviously pre-draft picks three through eleven are pretty interchangeable. Chad, anyone you're keeping your eye on in the first round? I'm interested to see if any receivers sneak in the first round because that that's what happened kind of uh, last year. I, we had Corey Davis number yep. one wide receiver, but he went super earlier than we expected. Mm-hmm. So you know he went to uh, a wide receiver needy team in the Titans. And so that obviously just cemented him as the one overall wide receiver. So I'm, I'm just curious if a player like Calvin Ridley, uh, Sutton, if one of those guys goes, uh, you know, middle of the first round to a wide receiver needy team, is that going to cement him as the number one guy? Yeah. I mean, I mean specifically for me, I'm in that like no man's land point at pick four. Where if there is a receiver with an elite position and enough camp rumors, like I can take a wide receiver there. I think Ridge is kind of locked in. The three running backs are the best three on the board. Like he's either going to go Barkley, Geis, Chubb, or Barkley, Geis, Michelle. I said the only thing if Sutton went to the Cowboys, I can see. You think Ridge takes him? I mean, just just because he's going to have the two running backs and he kind of needs a receiver. That's fair. And if somehow Sony and Chubb maybe go to. Not great situations, but... Like I, the Steelers, where Le'Veon's in front of them for yeah, a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that I could see it. Like, I saw to, uh, on someone's mock, and they're all different, like, really went to the Saints. Like, that's... Like, say any of the wide receivers went to the Saints and they happen to be the first receiver, I don't think that makes them jump up. Because okay. that's a team I don't think is wide receiver needy. But they're on a good offense, so I guess you can, it can go both ways. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's very... Uh, I'm, I'm curious if we're going to get, like, only a few skill position players or you know once that first team maybe goes wide receiver then other teams maybe are like crap we need to go wide receiver and it kind of started they started flying off the board a little earlier than people thought right well, that was like that that was like last year with mike williams and john ross yeah exactly like, grab them. yeah that was it it's like in, in redraft when the first tight end goes off yeah so maybe i i would think only more ridley and Sutton go in the first round Correct. I'm keeping I, my I, eye. As much as I like James Washington, I don't think I don't think he goes first round. I think he goes mid to early second. What are you saying, John? I'm saying I'm keeping my eye on the 49ers. You know, that's the team the whole offseason that ha- we have have thought that they're going to sign a high caliber wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They didn't. So whoever if, if they pick a wide receiver in the draft, I think that guy's going to jump up boards. Whoever that is. Sure, for sure. Because I got really no one that I view as like an elite. Wide receiver one. Exactly. I, mean, I like Gar- I like Garcon, but he's not. You know, what's the 49ers' second pick? So the 49ers pick what? It's pick, like pick seven, and then it's they don't have another first, right? 
I don't think they do. I'm not sure. I would say I would love to see Ridley in that where you have Lane Kiffin in Alabama just kind of targeting him as one and then um, Kyle Shanahan just targeting the one player. Mm -hmm. Just going out, like, making plays for him. Like, I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah. And it's a good little, like, under safety valve for Garoppolo. Exactly. There we go. And now now you have your number one receiver on top of George Kittle, on top of Marquise Goodwin going deep. <laughs> I, love Kittle. Of, I love Kittle. I love <laughs> you Kittle. You sneak him in there. I needed to. But um, you, you know what I mean. I think it's. I think it would be a good fit. So, so, then, this, so this mock has Calvin Ridley going 15 to the Cardinals. That's an interesting spot. I mean, it's definitely a team that needs a receiver. Exactly. I, I would strongly consider him at four if Ridge didn't take him, but he goes to the Cardinals. And then the next You're one off the board. I'm, I, I'm a lot higher on Ridley than most than most of the league, at least. I, I, I think he's very, very good. I'm not low on Ridley. I don't understand the hate on him, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I get it. The hate is he's a little older, he's very frail, and he can't beat press coverage. But that being said, like, look at Antonio Brown. Like, Antonio Brown is a great route runner, extremely fast, and gets open every play. That's what so I was... You can make that argument. That's what I was reading today, is that he there's wide receivers with average measurables that... It just have amazing hands, can create separation, and are just on the field. They show up and they're wide. They're good wide receivers. Ex- ex- exactly, exactly. I, I get it. He has high bust potential, but I think the upside there is fantastic. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't know. I I was not high on him, but I was open minded. So I have a couple of uh, maybe it's just one or two tweets, and it was based on his measurables. Yeah. And some guy did the math. He's like, based on today's measurements, here are the list of wide receivers who do meet who do not meet the pound per inch threshold yeah. and are at a risk of being injury prone if they don't gain weight. A couple of very prominent names. And Ridley's in there, and there's and everyone else is just like, Who the hell are these people? There's a lot of people I don't even yeah. like. I mean, maybe Richie James is the only name I recognize, but a lot of just I don't know. There was a lot of and then um, another one was dating back to 2012, the only wide receiver to be a top 24 wide receiver in fantasy football and score below 2.6 is Brandon Cook. So I, I forgot what the 2.6 was. BMI. Um, I don't think that matters. Of course, adjusted speed score or something. Yeah. Something about his score was very, very low. And it was only like Brandon Cook's that was um, an exception. So I don't know. I mean, I think he'll be a better pro than he is fantasy asset. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I just love him. I, I think he's going to be good. Whether it's fantasy relevant or not, I can't tell you. I think he's going to be a good player. And then, I guess maybe to wrap it up, Eric, in one and four, who do you want? I mean, who do I want and who do I think we're going to take are two very different conversations. But who do you want? I Ideally, I would, I would probably take Darnold one and either Barkley or Chubb four. I don't care. I honestly don't. I think care. that's kind of what people are expecting. That's what I, I think we're gonna take Allen one. I I think we end up do really really taking Allen one. Okay. And then trading out of four. That's just the worst case scenario. <laughs> I think that's what we do. And I, I might just because I'm because I'm a jaded Browns fan. I think we take Allen one. I do not blame you for trade out of four. Yeah. But not, not even that. I think I think we trade with the Bills for four. And I think the sure. Bills give us like a couple first round picks. So I think we make out with that, but it just keep pushing the picks down. Like, take the best player. Like, I mean, take you, Chubb. I would love it. I mean, but. you preaching to stop trading back is a, is, is a funny... Well, no, because we've been doing <laughs> it for... Like, I, I understand, and I've been preaching for a while, and I think we've been doing a good job of accumulating picks. It's just now we have the elite picks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like we have, like, pick 
you know, yeah, no, I understand, I understand. Like, we have elite picks finally. Draft the players. Like, that's what you're playing for. Yeah, I think Darnold and Chubber Barkley would be pretty elite. I would love that. That would be fantastic. If we don't, I fully trust the regime and all their decisions. <laughs> all right. Um, and this is in the first round, but Chad, a lot of talk that the uh, Steelers probably looking at a wide receiver day two. I know, I know you love Kirk. I do love Kirk. I think Kirk could be. I think Kirk could be a nice fit too. I think we can go see him this week, uh, this year. True. Um, you know, I think Martavis is. I, I believe he's a free agent after this year, so this is kind of a, a you know contract year for him. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't see him being a Steeler beyond this year. So I think that's the yeah the sentiment. That's probably why they want to go. You know, day two either second or third round wide receiver. So I'm on board. I agree. I think take one. Then you got you got AB, you got Juju and Christian Kirk. That's a pretty nice three wide receiver set right there. Yeah. I just can't shake the mindset that the Pats are going to take Christian Kirk at 23. He's such a Pats player, I hate it. He's the most <laughs> Pats player. Him and Loletta, they're just going to take both of them and win for the next decade. They're just so Pats. It's disgusting. But, uh, yeah, so we should uh, – we can if we can figure out how to do Facebook Live with multiple people, yeah. we'll definitely get Chad in there. I think me and Eric are just going to do it. Me and Chad, if you want to do a, a competing Facebook Live of just yourself, feel yeah. free. I have to work. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> I think me and Eric will be doing that, which will be fun. It was a lot of fun last year. Yeah. We had a lot of good participation. It sparked the Frito chip debate. <laughs> uh, just, it was a lot of fun. It uh, was. So I'm excited to do that again, even though we won't be – you know, cutting it and editing it like Chad did last year. It'll just be for our, our entertainment. But yeah, we can we can uh, co-stream. I know you can do that on Instagram. I don't know if you can do it on Facebook. We'll get Chad in there. Hopefully get Muller in there for pick two. Yeah. Because the Giant fans are just on edge with what they're going to do with pick two. Them. And we've said in our group chat that like this is the it, – it seems like the craziest year as far as just no one even knowing who's going to go one – Two changes everything with the Giants do is going to change the whole draft. They go QB or not, and it's it's going to be exciting. People think a lot of trades are going to happen, so I'm pretty pumped. I, I kind of agree with that. I started getting into, like big into the draft in 2004. It was the first year I finally like fully got into it. Like loved it, appreciated it. I don't remember a draft where there was this much confusion over the top couple of picks. I really don't. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, so before we move on to news, I just want to touch upon us three. One guy that you think may sneak into the back end of the first round that may be questionable that you think gets in there and does well. Oh, it does well? I was going to say questionable was B. Ronald Jones. All right, it could be be questionable. I think Ronald Jones could possibly get in there. Um, He's talked pretty high. I mean, I feel like he's more liked by GMs and scouts than some fantasy people I think I'm credit for, just because I don't know why. But I think it's possible if, depending on how high how high guys goes i can't see him not being a second running back taken and i've only seen him going end of first but if guys gets taken early and maybe the teams that were targeting guys later get kind of freaked out maybe they reach yeah. for jones and he sneaks in there in the uh end of the first round chad that's a good call um i'm between a couple people i can okay. see i can see maybe rashad penny sliding in there the, at oh, the, over, over sony at the very Next at the very end of the first round honestly yeah over sony Okay. I was gonna say I can I can see like DJ Chark 
just randomly squeaking in at like pick 32. He has been one that's like, yeah, he's just that guy. I, and it's just, I have the feeling and not necessarily, I agree with the talent, but I just think it's, I think he's got that, that cachet right now. that I think he can, he can slip in. That's there. a good call. That's an interesting one. The guy's a burner. Right. Yeah. What do you think he goes in our draft? You think he makes it? I mean, obviously draft yeah. will depend it, but as of right he now, he goes first round. He'll, probably go first round agreed but what but, so let's say we have our draft right now what do you think chart goes middle, think, middle second middle second yeah okay. i agree middle to late second without landing spot or just draft yeah. pedigree it's hard to agree you know put a price on him i agree with that very much uh so let's go into some nfl news and notes um we'll start with running backs at this point it's a kind of a little bit dead portion of the off season so we're going to do a couple of running backs a couple of receivers and then we'll move on to uh some of the other things we have for the show uh, so, C.J. Anderson, released by the Broncos. Um, I, I think we all kind of saw this coming. Mm-hmm. They they have some depth. I think they draft someone else. Obviously, I want to say D'Angelo Henderson to the air. He's not. Um, he might be, but I don't think he's going to be. So, Devontae Booker, D'Angelo Henderson, I think they draft someone. Where do you think C.J. Anderson ends up? I know he's been linked to Miami. It would be a cool spot, but I don't necessarily think that's the guaranteed spot. What are your thoughts? Chad, you can take this one. I'm not sure. I think I think there's a there's a few good spots for him. The Bucks is another one uh, uh-huh. that, that I could see him going. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I think a team's got going to want to take a shot on a veteran over drafting this you know this running back heavy class. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what team is going to do that. I don't know if he's going to be you know a three down back like he was basically his entire career. No, I think he's going to be in a timeshare. I definitely think he's going to be in a timeshare. Right. Yeah. He's not going to get picked up until the draft is, I mean, we're already two days before, so obviously, but say we, we did this when he did get released. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to want to see when the, how the draft pans out. If you don't get your yeah. guys that you wanted to, if you were targeting running back, then you might just take a shot and sign, you know, Anderson for a small contract for a year. Right. And you can get a young, get a young running back next year. So yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I think we talked about him a while ago. Um, as far as like price pricing, I think we kind of said in the second round range. But I don't know now. That, I think I'm just getting rookie fever. But I oh, think yeah. I'd, I think I'd push that down to like a late second, third. Even though he's been good. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I see. I don't know why I can't shake this. This is nothing but in, literally intuition, like a pure guess. But I can see with the Jordan Howard thing going on, the Bears signing CJ Anderson. Hmm. They may draft somebody else, but just giving C.J. Anderson a shot, giving him like ten carries a game, I, I feel like he could end up in the in in Chicago. Just get similar cold weather in Denver. <laughs> I think it'd be a good fit. It's a sure. shame too, because like C.J. Anderson had a great career. He he was yeah he's, he's good. He's he's, he's so underrated, and I feel like to, to he's like a Jarvis Landry. People love to hate on Landry. People love yeah. to hate on C.J. Anderson, and I don't think it's warranted. I think he's just been like a good person for a lot, and never like a, a dominant top, a, a elite. top exactly elite guy. He's just kind of been like there. Like same but, thing like, with like the Lamar Hiller, like Lamar Miller hate. I guess like, I know last year he wasn't that great, but like he's always just been consistent, just consistently good, and everyone hates on it because of minimal carries or right. low yards per carry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anderson missed some games in 2000. I'm looking at it now 2014, 15 missed one game. Um, and then 2016 missed basically half the, half the year, and then he finally got a full slate, and he got a you know over a thousand yards. So is he younger than I think? He's only he's like 28. Yeah, 27. 
Oh, I've been late for oh, five years. Yeah. He's he's been, I feel like he's been late forever. Because he's been relevant for a while. That's it. He, yeah. He's just so, he's approaching the end of the of the running back shelf life. Yeah. All right. So, Ed, with rookie fever, you say mid second. Chad, what do you offer for C.J. Anderson right now? Without a team. Uh, I'm in. I'm without, the, without a team, correct. I'm in the thirds at least. Thirds. Yeah. I I, I agree with that. I'm saying early to mid second. No, not for me. I would give 17 for him. I think I might. I mean, I have a couple guys I'm targeting, so it would depend on them falling to me. Even though I don't think one is anymore. I'd give like 35. 35? Yeah. What is that? Like Like pick 35. Is that too low? I'm trying to think what that is. No, it's a mid-third. I'm trying to do the math. It's like a mid-third. Early third. Yeah. 28 is the end of round two. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's yeah, in a, I mean, he's in a weird spot. I don't, think, I don't think you'd get that for him, but that could be what he's worth. No, but I mean, let's let's think about if he was in this draft. Where would you draft him? I'd probably take him 20, 20 between like 22 and 18. Yeah, I do think that cuz I think like guys yeah. like Gillisley and um, like Rex really Burkhead last year yeah, exactly. went in the second round. Maybe not Gillis. One of the two. Burkhead I or think Gillis between League. 18 and 22 would be the spot. Yeah, he goes. probably doesn't get out of the... Like, he doesn't go to the third round. No, I, think he I, does don't, get I don't think so at all. That's a good call. Someone would take a shot on him. Yeah. I don't know. There's so I mean, many, like, flyer... A... There's so many, like, flyer receivers I'd rather have in the second round than CJ. I mean, you're... I mean... You're probably right, but... You can argue, you can argue both ways. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna defend this aggressively. Um, that being said, so CJ Anderson, obviously polarizing on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Another polarizing player, um, Thomas Rawls, flash in the pan, getting signed to the New York Jets. Um, I mean, the talent's there. He's a very aggressive runner. It's just a matter of can he stay on the field? Can he succeed on the Jets? We don't know. He's in a very deep, deep backfield right now. I think the Jets also draft someone. I don't think they, they leave it alone, especially with such a deep class. Do you think Thomas Rawls actually gets playing time, or do you think that he uh, he falters kind of like he did uh, towards the end in, in Seattle? Um, I mean, I did that free agency blog, and I had him pretty high. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I obviously like Thomas Rawls. I'm a big advocate. I mean, they did sign the crow. You got to feed the crow. You always True. have to feed the crow. I was hungry. Um, I'm Elijah showed signs of being good, and I think the crow is going to. Probably if you were holding shares of McGuire, a little bummed about that sign. Both these signings. Yeah. Because uh, you probably thought McGuire could take the reins. But I don't know. I think he's got – he's super young. I think he's only like 23 or 24. And he, I think he just got hurt a lot. But when he did play, I thought he showed signs of being explosive. I'm not like going to sell the barn for him, but I still have high hopes. Like, not high hopes, but I have hopes for him. He just has that Chris Ivory type of running back where he will do very well for you in a spot start, but he's going to get hurt a lot. That's, Fair. that's literally what he is. And it, it's literally like the Jets re-signed Chris Ivory without re-signing Chris Ivory. <laughs> that's my opinion on it. They did it. They literally they figured it out. They cloned Chris Ivory and figured it out. Um, that being said, I like Thomas Rawls. I think he's going to do relatively well. As much as I love the Crow, I, uh, we'll see. I think he's got to be used in the right setting. I don't think the Browns used him well enough. But so who, I also who's the bell higher. cow this year? I don't think any of them are the bell cow. I, 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 I would say it's the crow. I think I think Powell's going to have a hard time winning that job away from Crowell. Don't forget Bilal Powell's there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think any of them win it outright. I really don't. I think they go hot hand, and I think it's going to be a nightmare. 
That is a nightmare. That's another thing, too, where they could draft a rookie as well. That's what I'm saying. They can take someone, like, even throw, like, a Naheem Hines in there. And then Elijah Maguire's value is squat. And they just have almost like the Ravens where it's just too many people and you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, he's still just an interesting dynasty guy because of how young he is. Exactly. He can and, end up in a different situation. Yeah. He's in front of guys. He's behind guys that aren't exactly young besides Elijah Maguire. So we'll see. I, the draft could squash a lot of these guys' value and probably will be a backfield to avoid or one you're hoping a, a rookie you like doesn't end up. But it could be a good situation that he takes over, but it might take longer than you'd like. All right. So last thing before we move to receivers. So Chad picked the Crow. If you had to pick anyone out of this backfield, and you can also say miscellaneous rookie, who do you take? Uh, I think I would just, for this year, just I, for Dynasty, I'd rather just hold McGuire and hope he does pan out. Okay. Um, but for this year, yeah, I think in like a redraft, yeah, I would take Crow. That's fair. I mean, I, I also lean the Crow. Um, but I, I don't hate Thomas Rawls there. So. Feed the Crow, man. Let's go to wide receivers. Adam, I'll, I'll let you take this one because it's got to have some emotional emotional value to you. Mm-hmm. Dez released. What are your thoughts? Take it away. I mean, we we basically talked about it last podcast when we yeah. saw the rumors that yeah. one guy basically confirming. Yeah, so I, I, I had time to cope with the idea, to accept the idea. So it's I think it makes sense from the Cowboys' perspective. They have people they need to pay and just – his report, like his connection with Dak, just isn't there like it was with Romo. Um, Dak's just not as good of a, a long ball thrower, and you could argue, you know, Dez isn't what he was. He doesn't get separation, but it, Dak's just not as good a quarterback as Romo is right now. No, so that that hurt his value a lot, and he's just not worth the money. He said that you know he would have took a pay cut. I don't know how much I believe of Dez in that regard, but they got to move on. They're going to draft a wide receiver. The Hearns value is up a lot. Um, T15, T10 possibly now. So T5. T5. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, like I said before in the draft, I think uh, whoever they may take in the first round will have immediate top five value um, for rookie drafts. And I don't know. I'm now I'm actually waiting where Des is going to end up. I keep thinking that all my receivers are going to go to 49ers and no one has yet. Um, he was linked to the Ravens, but they chose Snead over him, which is says a lot about Dez, I guess, at this point. And uh, I think like the Packers, the 49ers, and like I don't even know who else is, is rumored. The to Giants have, were rumored too. Who? The Giants were rumored for him too. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah, what, I mean, this kind of ties in. But Brandon Marshall got released, so once those two things kind of happened around the same yeah. time, everyone was linking. Oh, they have enough cap room for Dez now. Blah blah blah. It's most giant fans don't want it. I mean, they had like him and OBJ were working out together. So I think, you know, Dez wants it. He said he wants to play in the NFC. So I think he even did an interview saying like, man, me, him, Shepard Ingram, if they get this Barkley kid, oh, man, like, which is true. I mean, that'd be a hell of an offense. Yeah. So I don't know. I still think Dez has a couple years left in a tank for, to be fantasy relevant for me, obviously depending on where he goes, but yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I'm just hoping for Green Bay or 49ers right now. I mean, both are possibilities. Would you rather give 114 for Dez or an early third for Brandon Marshall? 
I think most people would jump to trade Dez for one fourteen. I'm not necessarily. But if you were on the, if you were on the giving end, like you had to either take Brandon Marshall or um, you give one fourteen for Dez. Or I know it makes no sense that like I think it's because I have Dez, but it makes no sense saying I wouldn't give one fourteen for Dez, but I also wouldn't trade Dez for one fourteen. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I probably rather just just get Marshall on the cheap and get taken for a third. Okay. Chad, what about you? I'd probably take Dez 114. Right? I think I think it's worth 114. I'd do the same thing. Yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled about it, but I'd probably do it. Exactly. I'd have, so, I'd have some trade regret, but I like Dez enough where I think it's worth the 114 value at that point. Yeah, I mean... Like, go through the history of... Exa- exactly. From 12 exactly. To, like, from rookies taking 12 to like, 15. What do I have to lose? And then how many are actually, like, good? And I still think Dez has a good ceiling. Like, he had a bad... Like, everyone was like, Dez is washed up, he's trashed. He was still the wide receiver twenty two or twenty four last year. Like, like would I rather have would I rather have Dez or Leonte Carew? Like, come on, (laughs) I'd rather have Dez. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's he's win now. He's twenty nine years old, and you know the thing that scares me is look at like a Jordy Nelson who's thirty and on the decline. Not even that, but look look at like an Anquan Bolden. If Dez figures it out, Dez can easily be an Anquan Bolden where he just works the middle of the field, gets open, he's big and field. Even if he doesn't run great routes, he's so big and physical that he can win that way. It's just that he never really has done it. He can do it. I've seen it. It just he chooses I guess he chooses not to or he schemed not to. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm in a minority saying that it's more Dak and how they used him rather than his talent. That's what, I, I agree with you there. I just think if he was in an offense that worked him differently, I think he would be great. Yeah. I just don't think he was worked the way that he can do right now. I'd agree. Very Treadwell-esque. Um, he's, he's more athletic than Treadwell. <laughs> he's more athletic than Treadwell, but I get yeah, where you're like coming. like almost 900 yards last year. I get where you're coming. No, no. Um... Um, so moving on to another wide receiver, Cameron Meredith to the Saints. Um, a very hot, hot dynasty name before he got injured last year. Now going to one of the most fun offenses in the league. Are you, are you buying Cameron Meredith? Are you excited about it? Or are you, uh, are you staying away? I have him. I think I gave... Oh, you didn't drop him? No. Oh, nice. Um, you know, I bought him more because I thought he was going to be the dude in Chicago. Yeah, got her. And yep. Rob's there now. But I think it's a pretty good, I mean, better situation than staying. I mean, for me, I didn't want three Bears, so I was happy Meredith left. I mean, Michael Thomas is a stud, but do I think he can outproduce Ted Ginn or Coleman or whoever yeah. else? Sure, why not? I, I, I think he did He did great with um, Marshall there when he was sort of in his prime. There was yeah. games he outdid him, and then when he was injured, he did even better, but... I don't know. I'm, I like Meredith a lot. That's why I traded like a future second to trade up to 301 last year and snag him. Yeah. It, it just you know it was, it was a waste because he got in, injured. But we'll see if that knees that's that's going to be it. Is he fully healthy? I think that there was very little interest in him, and the Bears didn't match when they need wide receivers. Scares me a little bit on his knee, and then they know the doctors maybe are maybe that maybe teams aren't getting the. Uh, the confidence in the doctors that they would hope. So that's the only thing that's leaving me a little hesitant. But the situation in town, I, I'm pretty happy about it. So I'm going to do something something right now and I'm going to combine the next three players because I think they're very comparable. All right? Okay. So I'm going to say right now in a vacuum, based on what we know, obviously pre-draft, we don't. this may change obviously a post-draft. Mm-hmm. But if you were to pick right now, 
just straight up pick. Would you take Cameron Meredith, Cameron Meredith on the Saints, Willie Sneed on the Ravens, or Jordan Matthews on the Pats? If you were to pick one player, Chad. Uh, this is easy for me. I think it's Cameron Meredith on the Saints. Um, but to play devil's advocate here, um, it's a run-first offense in New Orleans. They have a ton of weapons. Um, you know, Meredith and they pass out of the backfield too. Meredith can catch out of the backfield very well. Meredith coming off a you know season-ending injury, um, and he, he he could possibly be the wide receiver three behind Ginn and Thomas. So there's some red flags there. Um, I do. You know, when when Landry was rumored to go there, I got hyped about it too, but I kind of came back down to earth. But I definitely see your point that it's, you know, it's a high-powered offense and it's easy to get excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, plus, you know, Landry doesn't have as much – I mean, I guess technically now he's your wide receiver three, but Merritt doesn't hold nearly as much stock in my team. So if someone, you know, that's very important in my everyday lineup was going to go – to a loaded offense, that would be a little more right. Weird. Right, Landry, I wouldn't want that, but Meredith is like if A Rob went to the yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Meredith went there. Even if he's sharing time, you know, he's a, he's a flex guy. I'm hoping maybe ride the hot hand, throw him in my flex spot, buy a week flex guy. That, that's his ceiling for me. I'm hoping he can be a middle wide receiver too, and maybe I'll start him over Des week to week. Right, I think that's what you'll get. And I'd be, th- I'd be very happy with that. And he's still young and could progress maybe in a in a higher role if he were to move again. I mean, if he's going to be in the Saints forever, Breeze won't be there forever, and Thomas right. will always be there, maybe. So the ceiling could be limited. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for a guy that's probably not on many people's radars, it's I think it's a pretty good spot. And Sneed, I'm not – I don't like it really any wide receivers on the Ravens. I know some – you know, someone has to catch the ball, but yeah. as a whole – I would stay away from Ravens wide receivers. Snead didn't do anything last year. I know he was hurt at the beginning of the year, suspended, whatever, but he could have played. He didn't. Um, and I, I guess if you go to the Pats, you get some intrigue from everybody because there is just that, like, who's going to be the dude this year? It seems to rotate a lot. So I guess Jordan Matthews does have some intrigue, but I'm not taking him over Meredith. So I, I actually would. In that case, I, I do choose Jordan Matthews out of these three. I think, in, I think he fits well in the Pats offense. I think he's that big slot guy. Edelman's coming off his age, what, 32, 33 season, mm-hmm. off an injury. I think Matthews fills that role nicely. I think he's a little bit different. Maybe not as quick, but he's a little bit bigger. I think he has a little mismatch there um, along with Gronk. So it's, I think they dominate the middle of the field. Sure. But, I mean, that's just – obviously all of these are just upside question marks. None of them are guaranteed. But I, I think I would choose Jordan Matthews. Ad, do you have anything different? Or you said you're going with Cameron Meredith. I'm going to go Meredith still. Right. No, that makes sense. All right, cool. Um, so that's going to do it for the wide receiver news and notes portion. Um, Let me talk about the bets. We have some bets, but the thing is no one documented them, and I, I traded, or I didn't trade. I offered Andrew Whitzel a trade and dropped in the fact, hey, by the way, what was your bet? Um, and he goes, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. So I think going back to the draft, and we can just summarize this in one Question, will Barkley go 102? Are you asking us? Yeah. That was, that's basically the bet, I think, between, like, three different people. Is I think Josh and Itzler bet separately, giving, like, Josh gave him some odds that Barkley won't go to. And I think him and Tiz did the same thing. Josh and Tiz did the same thing. I could be wrong, but I think the main driving point of both bets were Barkley does not go to the Giants or does go to the Giants. I hate that. I hate that bet. 
for which side? Do you think he goes 102 or not? No, that's the issue. I just hate the bet. I, I can see 50-50. <laughs> I see literally 50-50. I think yeah. Josh gave 3-1 to one odds. I have no idea what Hitler and Josh did at your apartment. Like, I straight up avoid this bet. Chad, do you think Barkley goes 102? I'm with Eric here. Like, it's such a toss-up. Yeah, I, I, I straight up avoid this bet. Oh, wait, how many most bets you're going to make are 50, like, are pretty close. No, but, but some I have passion towards. This one, I'm just, this is literally a flip of the coin. Yeah, I'm going to say no, but that's just a total shot in the dark. Yeah. I think he easily could go two. So if I had to gun to head, I say he goes two. I'm not confident about it. I'm very unhappy with it. I just want Nelson to go to so bad. <laughs> <laughs> or Allen. I hope you guys hate Darnold and Giants. Yeah. I just want to see Giants Nation freak out. It is funny because usually Muller's a little bit of a contrarian, but there's a lot. Besides, really, Tiz of the contrarian, the Monsard friends, because a lot of Twitter is saying, take this Rosen kid, or do not take Barkley, or do not take Allen. It seems to be like the consensus on Twitter, which, you know, most people be like, if you told the normal person, they'd be like, well, I know the GMs and scouts are saying this, but Twitter is saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'd be like, who the fuck cares what Twitter says? But I kind of do put more weight on, like, the Twitter guys I follow. Oh, yeah, they, they know their stuff. So it is just funny how um, it is a consensus, like, Josh Allen isn't going to be good. We do not, a running back is, I mean, and most people are okay with him trading out. If you want to, if you want to get Barkley or you don't like any of the quarterbacks and trade out and let the Bills give you a, a King's fortune for it, or whomever, but yeah, I think that's a bet. I would bet he doesn't go 102. Okay. That I, I think the Giants, unfortunately, would be smarter than that. Yeah, I, I, I bet he does, but I'm not arguing either way. I hate it. I hate everything. <laughs> I avoid it. I run the other way, and I go play blackjack. It's amazing that no teams are showing their hands, like, at all. No, it's amazing. And, like, everyone has been rumored to every team in the top, Literally. like, three. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, what What if the Browns take Chubb one? Am I going to be surprised? Probably not. I mean, you could theoretically get what you want and Chubb and still get Darnold at four, possibly. And they get Allen at four, Darnold at four. We can get Barkley at four. I don't no, know. No, no, I'm saying, like, say they just took Chubb one inexplicably. Yeah. Like, you want him at four? I mean, Darnold could fall to four. Exactly. Correct. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know. Like, Giants would just take Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield maybe, goes. Maybe Brown would take Roquan Smith one. I don't know. We'll see. That wouldn't surprise me. We'd probably trade out and take Justin Gilbert again. What would draft take? <laughs> take Justin Gilbert again. We, we take Justin Gilbert again. <laughs> <laughs> we take Justin Gilbert one, Matty Monk four. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't mention him as someone I can slide into the first round. That's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> um, so moving on from bets to trades, we really only had one trade. It's been very, very slow. Probably the slowest in league history. Everyone's just waiting for the drafts. Slowest in league history. League sucks. I'm cutting you off. Um, Chad trades Ridge. It's 2019 first for pick 112. I um, I think this is a good trade. I mean, even Chad, even if you are 106 in 2019, I still think you, you win 112 20. Sure. I think it makes sense for Ridge. I mean, we'll get into our power rankings, but I think he took that to heart. And Chad was voted a little lower on the power ranking. So in his head, he already has one, two, three. If he can give up 12 and get a top five pick next year, then, you know, I think he thinks that's worth it. And Chad obviously thinks he's going to be good. And adding a first this year in a deep class is very worth it. And... Yeah, so I, th- I, th- I, think, I think very fair for both sides. Really. Yeah. I think it makes sense for both. Yeah, that's kind of the way I looked at it. Um, you know, 
since trading uh, Hyde, I do need a running back. I have a, a running back need. So, you know, having picked 10, I was planning on taking either a vet or, you know, taking a shot on uh, one of the running backs. Um, but now having 112 as well, I can t- kind of take a shot on two people. Um, yeah. You know, I can go with McKinnon at 10 and, you know, take someone that I like at 12. So I like having that flexibility. And I like this draft a lot compared to uh, next year's draft. So, you know, having two picks in the first was something that I was kind of going for there. For sure. I mean, if it's anything like last year's class, then shit, man, you're bound to hit on at least one of them. Yeah. But then you looked the year before that when I also had pick two and pick seven, and I busted on both, so. It's true. Yeah, I remember when I had five picks in a row and none of them hit. That's, that was sick. That's the thrill of Dynasty. You make these gambles. I don't really think anything you did was a gamble anyway, but you could just be in trouble this season. You may look back and wish you had a top five pick if your running back two ends up really being nobody. Mm-hmm. But you can get lucky someone on the waiver, make another trade, you know, whatever. Yeah. Also, okay. Sixers are running away with this, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic to watch. Um, all right, so a good trade all around. So now Addison's going to run away with this segment as he has the rankings in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to compare – EDP rank, power rankings um, done by myself, Addison, and Chad versus Chad Aggregate. Um, and I think you're gonna you're gonna like what you see. Yeah. So because when we have because I, I think we're gonna do a post draft ranking, so we'll just do ten through one now. A lot has changed. So we did these rankings before all the free agency frenzy happened, before a lot happened. So some of these teams do look pretty different. Um, so bear with us there, and then we'll have probably more accurate ranking post-draft when we kind of assess where the rookies are going to go and whatnot, but it was fun to do in the chat, and it was great. I think we were identical 14 to 11, so that was boring, but there's definitely some differences here. So with number 10, I should really have the rosters up. Uh, we had Wire. Um, and versus the chat, who had Chad. Ooh. So the chat was down on Chad. I think if you were to do this again... I think Chad may be a little lower on ours just because you could argue some of his running uh, wide receivers didn't go to, you know, good situations. I don't even think we talked about Cooks to the Rams. I think I missed that. We might have just at the end. But um, I'm trying to pull up Wire's roster right now. I have it. I, I'm a big fan of, of Wire's roster. Not as a big fan to win the league, but as a fan to be in sixth and seventh consistently. <clears throat> I, there's no overwhelming – dominant force i mean obviously you have kelsey who you could argue tight end one joe mixon could take a next step this year kenny galladay has upside parker has upside matt ryan is an elite top six qb it just there's no there's not the julio jones there's not the antonio brown that you had wired 10 but i'm saying i i like his roster in general to finish in the mid of everything sure like I'm, I'm, I, he's not, I don't think he's going to win the league. I'm just saying I think he has a very good roster and he can compete for that I really just last don't. playoff spot or he could be the first or second team out. Sure. I just don't like his wide receivers as much as he does. He's very high in his own wide receivers. Agreed. Well, he's also a Dolphins fan, so he's going to put Parker on a pedestal. Yeah. I mean, is Parker ever going to break I out? I Parker coming out. You know, I put every clause on every pick to get Parker. I love sure. Chad, I think you had him either like 9 or 8 or something like that. I don't remember. I can't find mine. Um, someone had him 11, and that was me. Um, oh, I got it. And you had him 9. I had him 11. Oh, you had him 11? Yeah. All right, so yours is first. Yeah, so, I mean, you had him in the, the bottom bottom tier. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just not the biggest fan of his roster. I don't think his wide receivers are all that great. Um, Melvin Gordon and Alex Collins, you know, they're solid. Uh, Melvin Gordon's obviously, you know, a top 10 running back. Alex Collins came on hot last year, so we'll see. I think he has I think he has upside, but I think the teams that I put in front of him are, are better. That's fair. I mean, I think Mixon could be an RB1 this year. Exactly. So that's my thing. I agree with you, but it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up the sixth seed and making the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me because it's there. I think it's there. I, I would be surprised he made the playoffs. Really? I think our division got a lot is going to get a lot better unless this class is pathetic. But I don't know. I think maybe ten. I don't know. Ten's a little harsh because we're going to go through some of the teams after him. I think I had Wire a, a little. I think I have a nine, but uh, I can see your name in the tracker now. <laughs> um, the next team that EDP had was Ridge at number nine, okay. which is lower. So we're different again with the chat who had him at seven, all the way up as a fringe playoff team. Because everyone's assuming he takes Barkley, Dice, and it becomes a big force. We, yeah. we did. We, yeah. we factored in the picks, but um, as a whole, I mean, yeah, you got he has Fournette, obviously a stud. I mean, we still don't know really with Corey Davis, and then does he? Ha- I mean, he's going to have a running back too now with Barkley and guys. Yep. But I think you know you still need to give rookies a little bit of time. I know like a lot of them exploded onto the scene last year very very fast, but you know, it's kind of not the normality. Why the fuck can I find his team? I have it. Um, so I know he loves Robert Woods, like has an obsession, thinks he's going to be a wide receiver one consistently. Well, Landry um, hurts so, I mean, or uh, Cooks hurts him being there. What? Cooks hurts Woods. I don't necessarily agree. I think Cooks is a similar player to Sammy Watkins. As much as everyone hates to admit it, they're different builds. Cooks goes deep, and Cooks wins deep. And Sammy Watkins does the same thing. So why why can't Woods just patrol the middle of the field and be a PPR nightmare? I suppose you're right. I just think Cooks is better than Watkins. I mean, I, I, I love Cooks. I'll never agree that anyone's better than Watkins. Uh, <laughs> I, do like, I do like Cooks a lot. I just don't think in this offense specifically Cooks dominates. I think he does well. I think he does just as good as Sammy did. Sammy did well. I just think it opens the field for Cooks and Cup. It also so felt I, like to me last year that, that Sammy and Goff were just never on the same page. Exactly. They, they weren't. They definitely weren't. So, Chad, you had bridged eight. Uh, Eric, you actually went nine. I had the highest at seven, which agreed with yep. the chat. Um, I just think he could possibly get away with starting four running backs and yeah. kind of having that void at wide receiver because we don't know what Doxon or Davis is going to get him and or really Woods. But, you know, when he, if he's going to run off Fournette, Barkley, Geist, and then uh, whoever. I don't, he doesn't have Chris Thompson anymore. But, I mean, I don't think it's a playoff team. That's why I'm at seven. I, I guess he's one away, which is it just, could just be scheduled. But I think he's going to be a pain in the ass to have to play week to week. Correct. In our division, he's not going to be an easy win anymore. Yeah, Russell Wilson puts up a lot of stats too. It's not like the, he's not yeah. lacking a QB. His QB could put up thirty points in a week. And, and could this be the and, sure. and, and Evan Ingram is a top five dynasty yeah, tight end exactly. right now. Exactly. So this team's set up really well. He's got Houston defense. He's got he's got very strong pieces. I, I think he's going to be good. Yeah. Um, the next, no surprise, I had him ranked lower than you guys, and you guys will have to explain this to me, is we had Itzler number eight, the chat had him number nine, uh, I had him, so, chat had him seven, you had him seven, and I had him ten. 
please explain to me why you want his t- roster over Riggio's roster right now. I, I think it's more consistent upside over Riggio. I think Riggio has his very dominant core of running backs, right? But the rest of it, I, I, I guess I don't think comes together. I think Carson Wentz is a top QB1. I think Tyree Kill is a top wide receiver one. I think the Crow with the Jets could do very well, although it's suspect. Ertz is a top three tight end. Kenyon Drake, the Dolphins still haven't signed anybody. Marvin Jones showed elite wide receiver one tendencies towards the end of the year. I think he's got strong players, and Tyler Eifert could bounce back too. I, I, I think he's just a good team. I think he does well. I think he just misses out of the playoffs. Did I put, did I put seven? I, I meant... I meant that to be a one. My bad. <laughs> no, I think he has the best team in the league. Um, you know, he was in the championship next year, uh, last year, um, and I think he's going back this year. Um, whether he's undefeated, uh, one or two unlucky losses, um, you know, with a team like his, Itzler in the finals, uh, uh, to me, lock it up. So I, I didn't mean to put seven. Um that was, that was my fault. I think I uh, I read that your handwriting was a little off, so I, I think I thought the one was a seven. I was like, <laughs> no way, he hasn't won. Yeah. But. So, you know, he's just – um his team's full of studs. So, like, uh, I just think that he'll be towards the top. I hate that he has Gerard Davis. I want Gerard Davis. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I just – I'm not saying his team's bad. I just – I'd rather have Tiz and Reggio's teams right now. Which segues to our number seven is Tiz. And Tiz was six, so the Chad voted him as a playoff team. I don't think he's finished above 12. I don't think he's finished, definitely not single digits any year. Um, So quite the jump. He doesn't have quite the rookie picks that Riggio does, but but he's got a few. Pretty deep class. Um, He hit on Cooks last year. He's got Diggs. He's got Devontae Adams. Will Mahomes pan out? So he's got some. He's got some players for sure, and he's gonna have a couple more rookies to build onto that foundation. Um, I think I had him below Ridge, uh, but our average was, you know, two spots higher than Ridge which I think they're both in rebuild mode. So it's a little surprising, but, um, you know, well, I, I'm not as high on Derrick Henry. I guess if you think he's going to be the stud that. You know, he came out as, the, obviously, you would rank him higher. You know, Chris Carson was once the dude got hurt. Some I think he's kind of a polarizing player as far as what his role is going to be. But uh, I don't – I'll look at what you guys had him. But, Chad, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on Tiz going in now? I think he's got a real solid team with really good upside. Um, you know, like you said about Mahomes, who knows what he could be, but he has weapons around him to, to make the move to be a QB1. So we'll see on mm-hmm. that. Two wide receiver ones in Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs. You know, Devontae Adams has a healthy Aaron Rodgers this year. He's a clear number one. Yep. He's a clear number one in Green Bay without Jordy. So you gotta love the upside there. Um, Diggs is Diggs. You know, he's gonna keep producing. Um, I personally like Derrick Henry to outwork Deion Lewis in Tennessee. Um, so I like that for him. Um, just I'm just going down his roster here. Amir Abdullah, I think, is done. Um, so I kind of brush him to the side. I put Delvin Cook in that spot. Delvin Cook, there's a roto update that came out today that says he's you know leaps and bounds above his rehab. So I did see that, yeah. <laughs> so you know Delvin Cook is going to be. I think Delvin Cook's going to be good uh, next year. Um, he traded me for for Austin Hooper. Not entirely sold on him. Um, we'll see. 
But, you know, like you said, he's got picks. He has, what, three or four in the first round? So he's, I think he has picks four and five. So he yeah. he well, has five and six. Yeah. Five and six. he has those rookies to build on, and you know his team's only going up. Yeah, yeah, Eric, you have him as high as uh, six. So I I loved his team, uh, Chad. The one thing that I will argue um, with you is that Austin Hooper is worth pick one hundred and one this year. Okay, and I'm kind of offended that you said otherwise. Okay, he's worth straight up one point oh one this year. Um, that being said, I think Tiz's team is is. Just straight dynasty darlings, like just yeah. the most hyped players in the dynasty community that are polarizing dynasty players: Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Amir Abdullah, Chris Carson. You will find people in different John Ross in different communities that are over either over the top obsessed with these players or would want to murder these players in their sleep. <laughs> and you find them on Tiz's team. That being said, I do like Tiz's team a lot. I think it has a lot of upside. I think Devontae Adams is going to be elite wide receiver one. I think Chris Carson actually does play very well this year. I think Derrick Henry gets his touchdown upside. I think Stephon Diggs figure, uh, finishes a wide receiver one. Um, I'm actually a little bit higher on John Ross than everybody else. I, I think he was a gross Ooh. bust, but just watch it. You watch he his didn't tape. play it also. You watch his tape, and he's just so good. He's he's like Calvin Ridley. He's always getting open. And he's a speed guy. But so is, so is Ridley. Ridley ran like a four four, and he gets open. I know Ross is running a four three. It's the next level of straight line speed. But quickness, I, I think Calvin really is similar to him at that point. So I, I don't hate the Ross pick. I, I like his team. I think it does well. All right. Um, so I guess we're a little tight on time. So we'll see how this rest goes. But I yeah. think we should at least do – we could probably skip uh, – we could just run through five through one because it's yeah, we'll just basically we'll just exactly the same. Yeah. But we'll do this one because this is the biggest discrepancy. Is well, do we want to wait and do we want to wait for next episode or are we going to reveal them all? Reveal them all? Well, we, I mean, we're probably gonna we're probably gonna do one post draft. Okay. All right. So let's let's do this discrepancy and then list off the top. Yeah, let it rip. Okay. So I was gonna say that the biggest discrepancy was we had Chad six, and the Chad had Chad ten. By far the biggest four spots different. Chad's team has been a little hurt, I think, since we made these rankings. Lancer going to the Browns, Cooks going to the Rams. Um, you know. Did some trades. We don't know what his running back two is going to be. But I still think your team's very solid. You had yourself ranked fifth higher than me and Eric had you. But I think 10 was way too low. I don't really fully understand that. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you defend your team against the chat. Uh, I don't know. I think their biggest argument against me was that I had no picks. Um, that was literally when I had zero picks in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. Now I actually have picks. Um, and, you know... The landing spot of some of my guys, yeah, they could have been better. But, I, I mean, I think, like, Landry goes to the Browns so that they feed him the ball. I think Cooks and Goff are going to be on the same page. I mean, I'm, I'm spin-zoning a little bit here, but I'm happy with the way my team is constructed. Constructed. If I hit on a running back in one of those picks, or even if it's McKinnon, that's a solid RB2 for me. So, sure. I think I'm competing this year, especially in a weak division. So Yeah, I, I think now you could be argued, like, six to nine with Ridge, Tiz, and Itzler. But I think ten, ten is too low. I think you could finish in the playoffs, or I think you could finish around ninth. But, you know, there's, I mean, the teams are just getting better. I just didn't agree with ten. I thought ten was way too low. And, yeah, the, the spots that their your wide receivers moved to may not have been ideal, but I don't think it's, you know, crippling. It's not crippling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crippling that much. And then um, do you want me just to run through five through one? Because they're just 
I don't know, they're, they're the same five that have been for... Yeah, I would run through those. So EDP had five through one as Dooch, Greg, me, Nick, and Rogers. So congrats, Rogers. EDP thinks you were the best team. And then the chat had Greg, Dooch, me, Rogers, Nick. It's a little different. Greg had five. We had him four. I was three. The only thing that was the same was me at three. And then uh, Nick and Rogers were flipped. People, the chat thought Nick had the best team by far. At the time, we had Rogers, but you know Nick's team is pretty loaded, so it's kind of hard to argue against that. I think Eric just went to the bathroom mid podcast and really say anything. So I think <laughs> that's a first. I think it's ever been done. Wow. I guess you really had to so, go. So while I buy some time, uh, we'll do a quick. You know, we don't have to go into the picks in depth. Uh, maybe we could just say why we think this team needs the so-and-so player position. And we'll do a quick 14-team first-round mock before the draft on Thursday. And it'll be kind of fun to see how much that changes, uh, you know, once the draft happens. I, I assume a lot will change. Definitely. So now that I have stalled enough for Eric to get back, with pick 101, Chad, you are on the clock. Yeah, well, you know, this is a pretty easy one. The consensus number one overall pick, Saquon Barkley, running back Penn State. Don't really need to say much more. I think he's team-proof. I think he's matchup-proof. I think he's um, the closest to a generational talent that we're going to see. And I think he's the guy number one, hands down, to Ridge. And with pick two, Eric, you're on the clock for Ridgeo again. Um, So at this pick, I may get a little bit of flack for. um, (laughs) No, you're not doing this. So, honestly, I would probably take Ronald Jones here. The pure upside alone, if you watch his tape, is unbelievable. He has so much explosion, and he will get knocked because he didn't get past the ball that much. I just I don't know if that's necessarily a knock on his hands. I just necessarily think that maybe just the offense that USC ran. I know, I know Carr came in on third downs a little bit. I think Ronald Jones is a fantastic talent. If you look on the NFL draft grades, he's rated a six-point prospect which is a, a, a almost guaranteed starter in the NFL. I, I'd probably take Ronald Jones here, too. Explosion, take him at two. All right. Um, so I'm up at three. I mean, if Ridge didn't have three, three would be very happy that this person fell. But yeah. I'll, I'll pick Darius Geis. So we'll have Ridge going running back, running back, running back. I know we've said that he needs a little bit of help at wide receiver, but pending the draft, and you know, if we were to do the draft now, I don't see how you can get him anyone else but Geis in this spot. And... You know, it's a good pick for Ridge. I, I think Geis is clearly the second, well, the third best running back in the draft. So, good for Ridge snagging the, the top three. Uh, Chad, you're on the clock for Eric at 104. Uh, with the fourth pick, Eric selects Nick Chubb, running back out of Georgia. Um, I think this is a, a no-brainer here. I think he's the um, third best running back in this draft. Um, and Eric is a running back needy team, so I think this just. So. I think this just makes sense for him before. All right, Eric, you're on the clock with Tiz at 105. At 105 with Tiz, um, this is a tough one. Uh, at this point, I can either go top wide receiver on the board or I can stick with the running back trend. Honestly, I think I'm going to stick with the running back trend. I think I'm just going to go Penny here. I think the upside is there. I think uh, the size is there. And I think I take Rashad Penny at five. All right. Uh, I got Tiz again at six. I think both the guys that I have been picking have fallen way too far. And that's Tony Michelle. I think he's the best Georgia running back. And I have him as my third best running back going into this draft. Um, I mean, people are a little concerned with his injury, but I don't think there's anything major that should be 
that big of a concern. I, I don't know. Just watching him late in the season, he just looked so explosive. Just to catch the ball, just to do everything you want in running back, and he had kind of had the build that I like. So, I mean, Tiz getting Tony Michelle at six, I can't see that happening, but, you know, the draft matters. you got to go deep sometimes. You do. You really do. Chad, you're up at seven. I don't know who's picking him. So this is Rob. This is Rob's first pick of the first round. So um, he's got seven in a row. Okay. Yep, so uh, with pick seven, and I think this is all just dependent on where they go, uh, but it's the first uh, – my first wide receiver off the board is Cortland Sutton to Rob at seven. Yeah, good pick. I mean, Rob could really use anybody. Yep. So this helps. Eric, you now have 108 with Rob again. I mean, I'm going to go with the player that I'm high on most, but um, I think he's perfect for the spot. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley. Um, like I said, the, the top five running backs are on the, off the board. You might as well take the next best wide receiver. Fair enough. Um, God. Number nine. I don't think Rob could go two wide receiver, three wide receivers in a row. But then who would he pick? Carry I mean, he could go vet here. But I'll, I'll give, yeah, I'll, I'll go uh, carry on Johnson just because I think it may be a little bit of a reach. I think he's a guy who could shoot the board depending on his spot. Um, I think he's got the right skill set. People give Le'Veon Bell comparisons. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. But I just don't think he goes, unless he goes McKinnon, I don't think he goes three wide receivers in a row. So I'll just give him, assuming Rob is in love with all the rookies, that he'll go carry on Johnson as probably the next best available uh, running back. And then I'm also going to pick for Chad since Chad picks here. We want a conflict of interest. So I'll give Chad the first veteran in Jarek McKinnon. He mentioned it earlier in the podcast, um, you know, brutal cut by Rodgers. You could take the shot on him at 10, knowing he has his pick at, at 12. And I think he is clearly going to be the first veteran off the board. And I think it makes a lot of sense here at either 9 or 10, but probably a 10. Because I think Rob would probably go three rookies in a row. And then, Chad, you have 11, who is... Tiz. Tiz again. I don't know if he says that 11. He has a lot of picks. So we already had Tiz getting Penny and Sony, if you want to you know, factor that in. Right. So with pick 11, and I'm surprised this guy fell this far, um, Tiz is getting DJ Moore, uh, wide receiver out of Maryland. I think that that's such a value pick there at 11. Some people have a number one wide receiver off the board, um, and I think you can't go wrong with that pick there. So Tiz, DJ Moore. All right. And then, Eric, you have Chad's second pick in the draft. Um, so as Chad, I'm going I'm going Christian Kirk 12. Um, I think it's perfect value pick here. I, I want to play with Royce Freeman just because I think you love Royce Freeman. But um, I think for Chad's team, Christian Kirk uh, fits well. And Chad at 13, you're picking for Wire, I believe? Yep, wire at 13. Um, I have him getting Royce Freeman. Um, I am actually not as high on Royce Freeman, but I think at 13 is a good pick there for wire. And Eric, you have 14, right? Josh. I don't have 14 anymore, no. Who has 14? Josh. Um, second. Josh. Second was 14, 15, 16, I think. No, I think Josh does. Oh, did he trade it to Josh? Yeah. So, Chad, you can pick this one for Josh to wrap it up. Um... So at 14, Josh will select James Washington. Yep, there you go. Uh, wide receiver, Oklahoma State. Uh, my dude, I love him. Um, and at the back end of the first round, I think that's a good pick. That'll be a good pick. Yeah. I was watching him. I said I had him like two or three. And he had, like, there was just some moments I'm like, if he can, could, I don't know, he just didn't look 
super fast getting to the outside, like on the sidelines. But he's fast. But he's <laughs> fast. That's what. That's what it yeah. was. Like, he just kind of looks slow on his breaks. But if he can get open, which I know is like makes or break a lot of people, I think he could be really good. But I think he has like even more than Ridley the biggest bust potential for me. But I'm not afraid to take him mid first if the Rock the Rockets. If the Cowboys were to take him to second round, I'd be happy. I mean, I just like the upside that he has. Yeah. But think he could possibly be, if we look back on the first round picks, maybe the biggest bust. Which would be that'd be my call. If, is there any? I don't know about that. I, I I honestly think James Washington is a very safe pick, and it's funny too. I forgot what show was doing a uh, a breakdown of all the Bolitnikoff awards, so like the nation's top receiver. Like they've always ended up not like unbelievably elite. Just very good fantasy players, like wide receiver twos. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a consistent trend of them. It was like James Washington, it was like D.D. Westbrook, it was like Corey Coleman. It was, um, now I'm obviously blanking off because they're on the show, but there's like a list of them and they yeah, all yeah. did relatively well. Well, who would you vote as your, out of, out of our first round to have the biggest bust potential? I think Cortland Sutton has the biggest bust potential. I think he's, mm-hmm. he, I think he has the highest upside, but I also think he busts. Like, I love him, I think he's good, but I, I don't think he pans out. Chad? Um, I would say Ronald Jones. Okay. I mean, yeah, given his 102, but he's pretty elite, so. I, but the thing is, you have to watch the tape. That's the issue. Like, if you sit down and watch the tape, he is worthy of pick 102. And NFL Draft agrees with us. I mean, we, we can't argue the fact that NFL Draft gave him the second highest running back rate. I've watched, I've watched the tape. I've, I've watched the tape. He's not 102. Look at the NFL Draft grade. They're, they're scouts, they're professionals, we're not. It is what it is. The guy runs stiff as a board, straight upright. And the thing is, he gets to the hole. He may not find it very well, because <laughs> his vision is questionable, but when he does get to the hole, he's gone. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Exactly, thank you. <laughs> All right, two more days. Well, when you hear this, one more day to the draft. Two That's just the greatest. You have no idea how hard I am. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. So, Chad, you want to hit everyone with the social media? Yeah. So it's uh, at the Mad Chatter, two A's in Mad. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. At Elite Dynasty Pod. Um, catch us on the blog, which we haven't updated in like maybe like six months. Uh, no, I put I put the free agency blog out there. Did put the thing in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that's true. That's true. My bad. Like a, like, like a month, but yeah, it's been a little a little dead. We just need the draft, I think, to kind of spice the, the league back up. Well, Des well also, Rogers entered his, his <laughs> cryptocurrency venture, Des. so he's not... Oh, my God, Des is Jack. Yeah, he's posting some Instagram photos, and he's just shredding. All right, Des 101. Yeah, send your trades now. Um, yeah. Yeah, also, at EFV40, more importantly, most important person, um... To go for, but yeah, uh, looking forward to next week. Looking forward to the draft, and we'll be live streaming it. Yeah, catch us on Facebook Live. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an awful sign. Wait, can you give a real sign off? Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and uh, look forward to the draft. We'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Peace.